Today on Laura Lynn and Friends. If the transformation of the world economy lifts four people in China and India out of poverty and into the middle class, and meanwhile one American drops out of the middle class, that's not such a bad trade. And in some ways it's not, but if you're in that American middle class, it's not so great. Hello everyone and welcome to the beginning of The Last Days. Uh, we have got quite a show for you today. So yesterday uh, we aired sort of the, the Pfizer director, uh, Jordan Walker, basically divulging uh, that, what do they call it, directed evolution of these viruses might be going on. They don't want to call it gain of function, but directed evolution might be going on at the Pfizer labs. Uh, what would it be like to sort of, you know, possibly be able to mutate viruses of, of any kind and then have that vaccine ready to help? A cash cow, some might say. Well, so this uh, Jordan Walker, um, you know, he was confronted with what he just said on this date. He said he was on a date. So I'm not certain. I only heard a man's voice. Uh, was this a, a gay date? Was it a honey trap for him? Is that how uh, how Project Veritas set it up? I don't know. So he basically loses it. Take a look at this video. You're on video. Mutating what is COVID like, virus. I'm here. I need to call the police right now. This is. And I, and I know this is I don't know what's going on either. This is ridiculous. So you're on video. Uh, we're, 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 I'm a journalist. Bro, first of all, I'm literally a liar. Yeah. He's, he's on video. Whoa. You're saying we're exploring how the virus keeps um, mutating. Yes, One of the things we're exploring right is why don't we mutate the virus? So please do. Please do call the police. Why would you bring race into this? Please bring the cops as soon as possible. We have you on tape talking about mutating the COVID virus. No one mutates a COVID virus. Show you the May I show you the video? Please unlock the door. Please unlock Please unlock the door. Please unlock the door. 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 This is this is remarkable here. Thank you. Thank you. We're trying to get unlock the door. Unlock the door. Unlock the door. It's not a lot of people like that. It is not. He's charging the guy, charging, charging, charging. You can't make an arrest at this point if you don't have the, the victim right here. Okay. Walk, if he was here, you'd arrest that guy? If he was here. Oh, then we could just walk away then. Not worry about it. If, as, if that's what you guys want to do, then yes. Yeah, that guy would have been arrested. So that's... Um, that's what happens when total chaos ensues. First of all, he says, I, I'm just lying. Like, uh, there's a, this other piece of the tape where he says, I'm lying. I was on a date. I was trying to be cool, basically, trying to tell these lies. Well, so how do you determine, you know, if he's lying or telling the truth? Hopefully, uh, Pfizer 
will sort of come out and have something to say about all of this, wouldn't they? I haven't heard a word. Have you, JT, Shane, anybody heard a word about what Pfizer's saying about this guy? Does he still have a job? Uh, one, one friend of mine said, or is he even alive? <laughs> you know, uh, once they see what he's been saying, who mutates a COVID virus? That's ridiculous. Oh, that's what you actually just said. So funny. So I opened my dad's Bible, as you know, I love to do that. And uh, the, the verse that, um, that he has underlined in Psalms uh, 104, verse 35, let the sinners be consumed out of the earth and let the wicked be no more. Bless thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. My dad, I guess, uh, wanted the wicked to be consumed. Uh, and so he thought that was a, a pretty cool thing. Um, I think we should all want the wicked to be consumed, to be shown. We want deception uh, to be outed. We want everybody to understand that uh, it's not cool to be an unrighteous person who lies, um, who covers up potential grave harms to humanity. The lack of um, morality, the lack of empathy that that this guy showed during his date when he's basically admitting that the company he works for, so put yourself in, in his shoes, the company he works for might be manipulating a virus that could potentially cause great harm, much like the, the Wuhan thing. And now I guess they're all, they know that, you know, once upon a time, we couldn't say that the virus came out of uh, the Wuhan lab, right? You'd get your your social media platforms taken away. But now it's common knowledge, I guess. Even the Pfizer guys all know that because gain of function was going on and oh, well, whether on purpose or by accident, that virus got out of there and it came across the world and we've had some substantial loss, not as much as they predicted. Let's all remember that part. Let's all remember that some of the outfalls of that virus may actually indeed be worse than the virus ever was. But now we find out Pfizer may indeed be doing these kinds of things there at their labs. What kind of guy, what kind of guy works for a company like that? So put yourself in his shoes. You're you're someone who, you know, you need a paycheck as well. And I guess he's got some kind of expertise in this area to be a Pfizer director. That sounds, I think I heard somewhere someone else was sort of uh, putting it in perspective that he's like, you know, he's second from from the bottom, well, he's, he's second tier level to, you know, who talks to, you know, or down to two tiers is what I'm trying to say, for who talks to the top guys at Pfizer, right? Not everyone can walk in their door. They're too important. They've, they're busy trying to figure out if they should mutate viruses to potentially, um, you know, here just this is what we might be finding out to create vaccines that could be cash cows for them. So would you want to work at a place like that? Would you continue working for a place like that? Here's the thing. A whole lot of people have refused to bow to the establishment and I, they have paid a very great price. They have lost their jobs this last two years. People have fought. We have had uh, doctors lose their positions. Um, I put up a tweet by Dr. Uh, Patrick Phillips, who we've had on the show numerous times, and he basically, one of the reasons that he lost his job is he, keep, 
he kept on uh, reporting faithfully the vaccine harms he was seeing in his practice. He just reported it and he lost his position. Very interesting. Could we maybe go to JT, to the Christia Freeland one? I have it as number four, but Christia Freeland talks about um, the hollowing out of the middle class and about who's overpaid in Canada. So mm, this is what she has to say. I talked to a hedge fund guy, Greenwich-based, originally Scandinavian, went to a liberal arts college um, about the hollowing out of the American middle class. And he said sort of in sorrow, but also as an investment strategy, the low-skilled American worker is the most overpaid worker in the world. Um, another observation, again, this was from the CEO of a big fund manager. JTMIC. And uh, he said this wasn't his point of view, but a point of view expressed at his investment committee, um, was that the hollowing out of the American middle class didn't really matter if you could look at it from a global perspective. And, and, and this was how he put it. His point was that, and this is his colleague's point, if the transformation of the world economy lifts four people in China and India out of poverty and into the middle class, and meanwhile, one American drops out of the middle class, that's not such the a number bad trade. Three, and in three some ways it's not, but if you're in that American middle class, it's not so good. I don't see myself. All right, are you all seeing me? Because I'm on the, the thing. All right, I'm also hearing that uh, Christia Freeland may indeed be resigning. Do you have any knowledge of that, anybody out there? Uh, it's just, it's been seen in several places that she may be resigning. And of course, we know that she just got back from Davos and all of that. Is it possible that um, her time has run out here? Maybe she's got a better offer from those oligarchs up there and she's going to be um, given... A, a better job, you know, with more money and stuff, more pay. I don't know, but all we can say to Christia Freeland is we honor your decision to resign as soon as possible, to leave Canada, never come back, uh, be very happy, go to Switzerland, um, go somewhere where you're happy, you can ski and, and do all kinds of things, uh, but please, please, stop harming our nation. That would be one of the very coolest things. Christia Freeland, of course, and all of the ilk that are at the top have caused so much damage to our nation. And one of the people that have been uh, affected by the mandates, the shutdowns, the lockdowns, the tyranny, and all of that is Tobias Teason. And we have him here with us today. And uh, hello, Tobias. It is so good to see you. How are you doing? Uh-oh. Oh, your audio. Maybe you're muted. Check it out. Are you there we muted? Go. There we like go. <laughs> always, <laughs> how are, how are you? Well, thank you? Good, good. So are you there in cold uh, Manitoba? We've had a pretty good winter, but actually today is where it's dipping down. So we're in for a couple really cold days. Is that right, eh? See, when yeah. I, whenever I go through Manitoba, it just seems it's cold. So, yeah, yeah true you Canadians. came through here last, last winter, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> One of the coldest days. Right. Oh, it was minus 40 when the, uh, the Convoy Freedom 2022 rolled through Winnipeg. And it was just awe-inspiring. Thousands and thousands yes. and thousands of people from Manitoba 
out on the streets. It took us hours to get through Manitoba because all the people that were out there. And uh, my friend, Tressa Lemke, actually, she waited on the side of the road for like three hours for us. It was minus 40. And when I finally got to her, um, I had the camera rolling and she couldn't speak to Bias because her face had frozen. She was like, I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> you know, your face gets right in the cold. Yes. So, so you guys experienced a lot um, during all of that. Uh, for viewers who may not understand what happened, tell us about your church, about what you guys did and the fines that were levied um, and where we are today. Absolutely. So it's been a journey of a couple of years now, two and a half or so. We were relatively unnoticed in our community until all these lockdowns came about. And there's, there's many stories that would take a lot of time to get into. But one of the uh, main ones that is sticking out was when uh, we attempted to have a drive-in service when everything was locked down. And RCMP actually came in and blocked parking lot, making us have service on the highway. And many, many instances after that, a lot of tickets were handed out, um, a lot of disciplinary action by the government. And I myself was arrested once, spent some couple days in jail. And finally now, after these many years is when everything come came through the court system and we're sort of dealing with the aftermath. Right. So how is that going? I found that the courts, uh, you, you, can't, you can't know which court from the next is going to rip up tickets uh, or, mm. or become very difficult and, you know, impugn heavy fines on people. Yeah, at best, Manitoba, at best, from what I've heard, they've, they've um, thrown out a couple mask tickets, but most most of the larger fines um seems like in manitoba people can't win it's mm. one after another that gets convicted and charged and given time to pay i hear all these reports from like alberta some ontario somehow stuff gets thrown out but in manitoba it seems impossible and that is largely to due to the fact of the challenge that the Justice Center did with, I believe, six churches here in Manitoba. Yeah. And we lost the case, and that set the precedence here. So We were you... able to go to a court of appeal in December, but that hasn't, still hasn't come out. That hasn't come out. So uh, it, will that still, that will remain past this time? Like doing an appeal? It, it seems like they want to uphold that ruling because during that court trial, um, the, the Crown attorneys were trying to now say that, look, all of COVID uh, restrictions, all of those dates, they're all gone now. So now let's like, this is a case of mootness is what they were saying. Right. So in other words, this case has been ruled. Why do we bring it up again? This is no longer relevant. Right. So potentially, um, 
there's a $30,000 fine. Is that, that's the one, is it, that's not, you can't get rid of it? That's right. That's the one that we're left with that they handed down to the church. That's, that's besides, there's a lot of personal fines besides that. But for the organization, for the church, that's what they handed to us. So who did they personally find? Uh, personally find some in, in the church? Yeah, so there was some some other individuals besides me that were also at rallies and got some individuals. They weren't targeted like I was, but there was a, a couple that got a few a few fines and then some also had similar to myself. We we traveled and here's the interesting thing. I was actually in court exactly one week ago over the phone for my last ticket. This one this one was probably one of the most frustrating ones for me. I had come back a trip I had taken to Mexico for a wedding where now a meeting through church and I'd come back middle of the night and I just wanted to get home. And here they were trying to force a test on me at the airport and I just left. So that was December twenty twenty one. Try trying to now force it, uh, like to you to take a PCR test? That's correct. Okay. And so I went home, heard nothing back. In August of 2022, eight months later, I get a call from the RCMP that I was supposed to come and pick up a ticket for then. So, and that's what that court was about. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> It's, it's unbelievable. And I was telling them, look, <laughs> you nailed me right, left and center with all these fines. And now you're coming back eight months later when there is no restrictions in place anymore. What are you trying to gain? How you pathetic, know? eh? What is wrong with, what is wrong with what's going on here? And, you know, uh, Tobias, have you been able to present in court or your lawyers uh, all of the findings on the harms of these lockdowns? All of the evidence that nothing worked, uh, you know, other countries never did any of this and fared far better than, uh, than we did. Um, it's almost as if these things made everything worse. Uh, more harms came to Canadians because of them. And there's evidence of that. And it's been shown. And in fact, you know, now we're seeing that, you know, there's worldwide death counts that are very high and no pandemic right now. But some people, like I had Dr. Bridal on yesterday and he said, well, you know, some people couldn't get their cancer screenings. Some people couldn't get the help they needed. They went into depression. There's more suicides. There's drug overdoses. All kinds of things happen because of these ridiculous mandates. Also, I still have, um, uh, well, two tickets for being outdoors in Saskatchewan, gathered with more than 10 people outside without my mask on. And yeah, that is or, still looming over my head. Yeah. We were able to present quite a bit of evidence in, in prior court proceedings. Um, I think that was in summer where the bulk of my tickets went through court. And 
it was one, maybe one of the most emotional court cases I have been to myself. It was myself and four other locals from Winnipeg that were in court. And we all, we all, of course, were stripped of our rights to use the charter for our arguments because they said there was a charter argument earlier and that that case was lost. So now you can't use the charter. So we all said, you know what, we won't say anything until sentencing. And then at sentencing, we testified and, you know, shared stories of, of how people were hurt and how we couldn't just stand by and, and, and let people get hurt. We can't afford to close our doors when people are in need. We can't, we got to keep going to church. We got to keep allowing people the opportunity to come to a place where they can get spiritual help and where they can find some sort of comfort during these trying times. And, you know, I brought up how my dad had passed away in April and we didn't have a proper funeral, you know, stories like those. And the courtroom was filled. Of course, it was a small gallery, but we had every seat filled in that gallery, probably around 30 people, maybe. And, you know, there, I don't think there was a dry eye in court. And all of that left the judges and Crown attorneys unmoved. Mm, no empathy at all. No empathy. Well, these are people that are probably extremely afraid because they were listening to mainstream media. It is shocking to me, Tobias, that even to this day, one side doesn't know what's happening on the other side. So uh, folks that have been in the fear cycle, fearing everything that uh, mainstream media put out there, the propaganda machine, uh, they still have no idea. I heard uh, somebody quoting the anger now at the... Um, someone from the left has basically written an anger letter to the unvaccinated saying, we actually didn't do enough to try to warn people uh, because now they're seeing what's happening and it's still our fault, <laughs> you know? So it's our fault because now the data's coming out, the, the harms are mm -hmm. there. It's getting harder and harder to hide, and they all know it. So they're coming up with creative ways. But it's still our fault because we weren't loud enough. Well, I bear certainly, and you certainly can't bear any responsibility for that because I saw you many, many times trying to highlight the truth of what this whole thing was about and uh, very hard to get you know people to, to truly listen. And on the other side, they're still listening to mainstream media, and they have no idea, really, what's what's yeah. actually happening in the world that's interesting laura i have not heard that before that they're actually trying to say that they weren't warned enough yeah i guess it's that a, makes it's somebody sense. writing that makes a, a blistering why? letter right because now they're mad well why didn't you tell us how come you all didn't get it and, and i didn't even know and i went and got my three shots two shots and a booster you know and now they're mad at us we weren't loud enough yeah, this, this explains one thing to me, and that is I can see now why some scientists stood up and felt responsible. You know what? I got to warn, warn the population of what's going on, and, and perhaps that's the reason. But I certainly am no scientist, and I didn't know all the details behind it. Neither, I don't know how many of us actually did know much of the science. Once we knew some, we tried to share it. That's an interesting 
It's an interesting perspective, but we'll always be blamed is sort of how the narrative, because now, I mean, even if you're watching what's going on in the States, and I know you try to keep a, an eye on world events, but um, the Biden, you know, the Biden economics is basically plummeting into probably a recession. So Biden, they were trying to make it look like, well, it's just going to be a soft landing, we'll bounce back and it'll all be okay. As the evidence is coming out that this is looking like it's going into a full-blown recession with numerous uh, big companies laying off multiple people. And, you know, you always see it there because they, they seem to know when their profit margins are being affected, they let their people go fast, right? And when mm -hmm. I look at the prices right now, I'm actually pretty alarmed even... Uh, here in Canada at what it costs to go through a drive through right now. I mean, me and my husband are making different choices now. Like we're going to have to, I'm going to, he's going to have to bear that I might have to cook. And believe me, he does not want to have to do that. But it is just too expensive to go through a drive through anymore. And uh, how do people keep paying for this? I think, well, thank God, you know, that, uh, that people still largely have their jobs or whatever, but some people trying to feed, you know, four kids on an income in Canada that once could maybe survive, it's actually getting very, very hard. And I'm worried about those that are on that bottom end of the rung. And I, I deeply feel that there is probably hungry kids right now. Hmm. Yes, it's, it's sad where this is going, but... At the same time, I believe that God has a plan through it all. And I'm sure, I'm sure, well, it, it says that his ways are higher than ours. And sometimes we don't understand. We just got to do the best that we can to be, be the help around us that we can be. And that kind of brings me to saying, um, the last couple of years, what we've been through does not really define who I want to be. You know, the Bible instructs us to pray for our leaders, for our kings, so that we can lead a quiet and peaceful life, that we can bless our communities, that we can be there for the needy. And because of so much evil around us and so much evil agenda, the system around us and all of that, it kind of forced us to put our neck out there and, and take the stand that we have taken. And but now that that is over, I'm looking at saying, you know what, I don't want to lose um, the direction of what I'm really here to do. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say that I'm, I wouldn't call myself an activist. I probably did some of that out of necessity, but I'm here to, like you were saying, there's so many needy people around, so many that need help that are struggling. And, you know, so many people now are waking up to realizing when they see so much wrong around, when they see how the system is being exposed, they start being, there's an awakening that's taking place and people are realizing there's more to, there's more to life than what I'm just witnessing right in front of me right now. And so I believe this is a great time to be a Christian and to work for God.
And that's, I think, uh, what you're describing, what you're showing is that true side of the church that was was there to stand in the gap with a different message, with a message of peace and hope. Right. And I do love right. that about you, Tobias. I really do. Um, because in the midst of all of this terrible stuff, and, and we do say that and declare that every day here, we do not need to let our hearts be troubled. God is in full control. Um, Absolutely. So as we see the sadness of what is happening in our nation, there is only one hope, and that is Jesus. I've kind of stopped seeing a political, uh, a political solution at this time. Um, it's not that I don't pray and hope for great leaders to get in, but they're, they're not on the horizon as much as we might hope for, you know, some new leader to come from the other party that's not in right now. Uh, there's a lot of cobwebs in that, in that back closet. And so even as we look at political solutions, they're not really there. Um, and so I appreciate what you're saying, that you don't want to become defined by all of this that we've gone through. Um, we don't know that there's not more. I mean, they're, they're you know, speaking of certain things, uh, they've tried to bring back these mask uh, mandates. Uh, there's potential at any moment to get some sort of bad news. Uh, you saw the clip on Pfizer um, should something horrendous be unleashed on our world again and have no doubt that those that are evil are planning that kind of thing. Um, but, but I think that the cry of the church and the way that you uh, wanted to be put forward was that we were going to make good choices. We, we, we weren't going to succumb to um, returning evil for evil, but that we would be a light living peacefully in as much as we could with all men. It hasn't been a, as easy to do with the attitudes uh, that we've gotten with the assault and especially against our religious convictions at this okay. time. I'm certain that maybe some, even in your churches, have lost their uh, work, their livelihood, because they, through religious convictions, did not want to receive a certain thing into their bodies. And now, you know, we all face those consequences and we have to do it the best that we can. Yeah. Well, the beautiful thing is God always or often turns what the enemy is meant for evil into good. You know, even if you take, for example, when they blocked our parking lot and we were forced to be out on the highway Maybe there was some officer in there that never goes to church. Yes. They got to hear some singing. They got to hear some preaching. And the enemy can't but accomplish what God is trying to accomplish. You know, even when you take, for example, the time when Jesus and Herod um, wanted to destroy him and he went and killed all the children under and it's that was Herod's attempt at destroying Jesus, but yes. he fulfilled a prophecy by doing it. Yes, the prophecy that said um, in Rama there was the voice of of lamenting their children. Yeah, he fulfilled a prophecy by trying to fight what God was doing, and so I'm sure for those mothers and those families that lost their little ones. They couldn't understand 
But when we look at the bigger picture later, we see, you know what, the enemy tried to do something, but they played into God's hands. And so sometimes we go through difficult times. We don't understand. But later on, we'll be able to look back and say, you know what, God used all of that. Yes. And I believe that. And I, I just love the, the stand that you've made and, and how, how bold uh, you've been. I've seen you preach some excellent sermons from the church that was on the street uh, during this last couple of years when we weren't allowed to have church. And there you were preaching the gospel. There your parishioners were singing. And we've seen it all over the place. We had some of the greatest services of all time uh, right here in Vancouver, down on the streets, because that's mm. where we were forced to have them. And those days are actually very precious to me. And I think that uh, I just heard today somebody was saying to me, Laura Lynn, uh, when are you doing church again? Because many people have never returned to their churches because not all churches stood the way you did. Many, many churches actually compromised, shut their doors, uh, had the vaccinated and the unvaccinated sections and, uh, you know, went about basically along with the agenda that was before us. So my honor is to you. I'll give you the final word on, um, on the position, the stand that you guys have made. You know, I, I would say that we do not regret. We will always follow in what other Christians have shown us to do, in which even the apostles in the morning time have stood before, I would say, greater rulers than what we presently have, kings, and, and told them, you know what, we must be God rather than man. And I believe that's always the position of a Christian and have been led we're dealing with the aftermath and we are not discouraged we have it's been a blessing in disguise we've met a lot of people made a lot of connections and through it all god has blessed us and and helped us amen he sure has and we appreciate you thank you very much please give our uh kind regards as well uh, to uh, our favorite um, fellow stander over in Ontario. Uh, uh, sorry. Pastor Henry Hildebrandt. Yes, Henry Hildebrandt. I just yes. love him and his son. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Um, I have really appreciated... I remember I was thinking back today and having you on, a quick memory of having yourself and Pastor Hildebrandt on... At the very, it must have been a year and a half ago, and how we didn't know each other. Um, it was kind of, you know, uh, like we're from different denominations, right? We all love Jesus, we serve Jesus, but we're from di different denominations. And I have to say, like how much we've grown, how we learned to to let those uh, denomination walls sort of come down to to serve together, to fight together for our nation. That was a very cool thing that has come out of all of this, I would say. Yes. If I can say one more thing, Laura, um, we talked about all the fines and all that. We're left with them, and it's, it's a pretty high amount. But we, many over the years, have expressed how they wanted to stand in solidarity with us and support. And we have now that they have laid these charges, and we're ready to close the chapter and, and, and be who we're meant to be in our community. 
we have opened a fundraiser for for anyone who feels they want to support and stand in solidarity with us um, under give send go and um, maybe we can put the link in the description what? or you can go to my facebook it's posted on on, on your uh, facebook, my facebook page under yes tobias Tissa. yes absolutely i know yeah. many of your viewers have followed my story and and some have expressed how they would like to support and we made that available wonderful wonderful well thank you so much tobias god thank bless you, you well. and keep you yes and we'll god until we see each other all. again god bless all right god bless you god bless bye-bye oh man good 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 i hope he's gonna be okay do you guys like my mug it's believe and it's red and white but it's not from tim hortons because i haven't been going to tim hortons and i won't be back there for a long long time um after forcing their stuff on anyways i'm on all right i'm just gonna going now um so uh let me show you a picture jt if you have my share there a lot is coming out today so we've got the um we've got two body cam things coming out today you know the camera doesn't lie right um i'm gonna talk about pelosi in a moment um, Nancy Pelosi's husband and the attacker and the body cam footage that has come out. But this body cam footage is also coming out today. And I don't know if you're watching this. They're bracing for riots in the streets tonight. These are the five officers. Um, I do not know how this has happened, but my heart is just grieved. Um, these are the five officers that have been accused and face murder charges for they stopped uh, a young man in the streets and apparently he was driving erratically i might be able to actually get a picture of him if i can see if that will come up here i can't play this video because video doesn't seem to play very well um on this but if i do this uh th this is sort of uh what's gathering in memphis um on Thursday. Oh, that's making quite a mess, isn't it? Um, so that's not disrupting anything, eh, if I play this video. So this is the young my young Jamal Dupree. And okay, yeah, move the mouse, yeah. So what's happened is that this guy, this this precious young man, um, I don't know what happened. I don't know why he was driving erratically, but this guy basically says that these five guys, they did stop him. And then he was, I think, refusing to get out of his vehicle or something. But then there was a second stop. And it all went bad from there. Uh, these officers were fired immediately after the video camera evidence was shown to their superiors and they face up to 60 years in prison for aggravated assault. And this assault led to the murder of this young man, Jamal. And I don't know if you saw the mother this morning. Uh, that was really, uh, see if I can just grab a shot of her. She was giving a press conference. And um, her heart, oh, here she is, if I can get there. 
Uh, here is the mom, and she's basically saying that um, she is going to be praying for for these men that have murdered her her boy, and that she never wants any other family to go through this ever. What she's been through, um, as the mother of three kids, I am just devastated what would I feel like if somebody just killed uh, my my child and it and if it turned out to be police officers it's hard to understand how did we get to the place where police officers um, someone unarmed to my knowledge beat this person to death I don't understand it he was taken to the hospital, and three days later, he died. And you, you can see the, the pictures of him being in the hospital and how very badly he was beaten. It was absolutely appalling. All right. So prepare. In Memphis, they're preparing that potentially tonight there's going to be um, riots in the streets. Now, the interesting thing is that we can't definitely have people pulling anything about the race card. Isn't that fascinating? Um, five African-American police officers who have killed one African-American person. I, I just think there's going to be a lot spoken about and probably some people that are going to respond and ask some deep and hard questions about what really has happened here. Um, the other uh, video footage that came out, of course, is on Paul Pelosi, um, the police body cam video that has been released, and it's really quite disturbing. Uh, there was a lot of people who said a lot of things about what the attacker of Paul Pelosi, what that was all about, and... I'd have to say, um, he went through a hell-raising, hair-raising, terrifying experience. Let's have a look at the video. Yeah, definitely don't want all of here. I definitely don't want all of here. Hello? As we watch this, I just want to say that, you know, in light of the last story where someone is killed and unarmed. Hi. How you doing? Look at this. What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. What is going on right now? I'm not getting an answer on the call. Oh, shit. It's shocking that this guy was not murdered, but of course was not killed uh, for doing what he did. Um, but... Edward 14, Edward 10, back up, code 3. But they code really... Three, they couldn't... Give me your fucking hand! Give me your fucking hand! Sorry about the language. They couldn't have shot him um, without potentially probably have hurt, hurting uh, Paul Pelosi. And so... Edward 14, Edward 10, Medics, code 3 as well. You 
got it. So you could clearly see, I don't know if we can back that up, but um, the police officers get to the door and he has him, you know, they're kind of, they seem to be, you know, uh, somehow strapped together. And Paul Pelosi is holding on to the hammer, knowing this guy's dangerous. He's in the house. Uh, I listened to the entire 911 call that Paul Pelosi made, and he was trying to convey in a calm manner that there was someone he did not know in the house waiting for his wife to get home. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey, 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 hey. Right here, right here, right here. See, in hindsight, if what they could have shot him right there, that might have been good. Right, I'm not getting that might have been good. Yeah, Instead, he's free, and then he goes after so, you know, I don't like the Pelosi's, but that is terrible that they went through that and that this man broke into their home and terrified Paul in that way. And, uh, yeah, no wonder that they were upset. I'm, I'm just wondering, do you have any idea, JT, why they did not release this footage sooner? It would have stopped all the rumors right then and there why this wasn't released, what truly happened, because a lot of people, you know, did, did go online and make, you know, some, you know, I don't know, ridiculous things now in hindsight of what they thought might have been going on, um, none of which are true, and they should have just put this out a lot sooner. I don't know. So potentially some very difficult things. Okay, um, should we do the the video with Tucker and Robert Malone? No, not here yet. Should we do that tomorrow or, or Monday and maybe do a show where we're not on this platform? Okay, what about the Tucker uh, wants to know, why should the U.S. allow Canada to become Cuba? This is interesting. So I have to ask you about Canada. And what we saw happen there last winter, the trucker protests, yeah. and then the crackdown by the authoritarian yeah. government of Canada. What, what struck you about that? I thought you were going to ask me whether Trudeau is Castro's son. or well, if He you... very much <laughs> obviously is, and I'm completely in favor of a Bay of Pigs operation to liberate that country. I mean, why should we stand back and let our biggest trading partner, the country with which we share the longest border, and actually, I could just say a great country. I love Canada. I've always loved Canada because of its natural beauty. Why should we let it become Cuba? Like, why, why don't we liberate it? We're spending all this money to liberate Ukraine from the Russians. Why are we not sending an armed force north to liberate Canada from Trudeau? And I mean it. Well, I don't know. But that you I, don't have to answer yeah, that. I, I don't know that I'm, I'm, I'm there yet with you. Is um, that a website? <laughs> I, I'm just talking myself into a frenzy I, I, here. Okay. Um, I like Tucker. And so make sure you watch him every single night. Really, really good questions. Um, that have been asked basically about everything that we've been through. And I just put a tweet up. You probably don't have that, but the tweet was with the wonderful Christina Anderson uh, from the European, um, from the government there. And everything that she has put out about the tyranny because she came from Germany, because she understands tyranny, because she saw what her parents went through, she saw what her country went through, and the actions that were taken against the uh, convoy that was basically 
um, I, we were beginning, we were leaving for the Freedom Convoy 2022 about this time last year. And everything that took place is not something that you would have seen um, that should have been happening here. So let's go to some rural BC. Oh, oh no, no, no. First, we'll do the, yeah, what are we on? Oh, oh I'm sorry, I couldn't see that. Okay. Uh, some rural BC mayors call for an end to vaccine mandates to get more nurses working. Um, however, almost half of the healthcare workers fired for not being immunized against COVID-19 worked in the Interior and Northern Health Authorities, which is where staffing shortages have forced the persistent closures of emergency rooms. I am getting so many stories sent in to me personally about the terrible care about the harms. Uh, we, we aired the story just um, about, was it about a week ago, I think, where, uh, well, about 10 days to two weeks ago, uh, the, the husband takes his wife in to get help, and of course, she is, she dies, literally, in emergency, because there was not enough care to take care of her. Um, and they have let some of the finest nurses and doctors go in this country and now facing shortages, and of course, they don't necessarily want to, they, they don't want to admit that what they've done is wrong. They don't want to remove these mandates that are now on everyone. And in truth, how can they, how can they remove any of this without bruising their egos? And they have way too much pride for that. They're not going to take these back. Not for a second. That is not going to happen. Um, before we go, I'd like to play one more thing for you. Did we have one more, JT? Yes, yes. Christine Anderson is going to be in Calgary um, on February 18th, and actually she has a few great things that are going on across the country. So let's make sure that we get out and support her, uh, this incredible woman coming to Canada. She has, uh, you know, stood up for us so powerfully, even speaking about the Prime Minister right there from her seat of authority and putting his name out there, letting the world know exactly what Canada is going through. And so very, very good. And Dr. Trozzi, he will be on next week. Dr. Trozzi has got an event that is going on that I hope that if you are anywhere in the, I believe it's Windsor, is it? The Windsor areas that you will get there. Um, do no harm, fighting to restore truth in medicine. Speaker presentations followed by audience-led questions, period. Um, Dr. Paul Alexander will be there. Dr. Mark Trozzi, Dr. Charles Hoff, all of these incredible people will be there. Oh, the black locks, did you want to put that up? All right. So, basically, oh, this is about um, wasted billions of dollars. There is no current estimate on how many billions were wasted on the costliest pandemic subsidy program. The Canada Revenue Agency yesterday told the Commons Public Accounts Committee. 
it really was a first-time thing for everybody, so there's lots of lessons to be learned. So that's, their, that's probably the best apology we're going to get. You know, testified revenue commissioner Bob Hamilton. It's hard to say. So would you say that now what's happening is there's uh, some accountability that's being called for, right? And all they can say is, well, you know, we'd never been through a pandemic before, so we just threw billions of dollars. Well, we, you know, we gave lots of money to churches to promote the agenda. We gave it to schools to promote the agenda. Uh, we, we asked, you know, everybody to put out all of this propaganda out. We produced it like you wouldn't believe, and now we've spent millions of dollars. And <laughs> what are you going to do, you know? So my name is Laura Lynn Tyler-Thompson. My website is lauralynn.tv. I just want to thank you very, very much for supporting us. Thank you for all of you who, who take the time to kind of go to the website and to see what we're doing. And you can always go to this website if you don't see us on the channel that you're watching right now at some point. Just go to lauralynn.tv and you'll see us upload. We're very sad because our interview with... Um, Dr. Byron Bridal yesterday on, we had thousands and thousands of views and then it, it, uh, it stopped, it, something happened and we had to reload it. So we just, ugh, we don't know what's going on, but um, it's now up there again and it is, a, it is an interview that you do not want to miss. Uh, it was epic as Dr. Byron Bridal always is. If you want information, if you, if you would like to share with your loved ones some real hardcore data, that's the place to go. Thank you for going to the donation button. Thank you for helping us to do what we do. It means the world to us. You have no idea how much it means. We are not subsidized by the government. No, not at this time. Not now, not ever, because then they would try to tell us what to say, and we're not going to be told what to say. So what we do is we say it more carefully on sub-platforms, but on Rumble and BitChute and all of those, we just let them have it. <laughs> so please find us there. Um, I'd like to read for you today, Psalms 93. Thank you for your kindness to us. Thank you for your prayers. I have some things definitely going on in the background that I'll be telling you about. I've got a, a lawsuit that I have to deal with um, uh, for some information that some people didn't like that we shared about what was going on somewhere. And they have a little certain slant on it, and it's not that way at all. So I have that to deal with. I've got a couple of tickets as well uh, from Saskatchewan that we're still dealing with. So... Those are things in the background that I got to put my mind to, but I sure did, I sure did love. And I, I sure will not be apologetic for sharing the truth and doing what we've had to do to have pushback. You cannot just comply to tyranny and ridiculousness and a complete and utter loss of critical thinking. That's happened in the last three years, and you all know that. It's just been quite the journey, hasn't it? And, and a very painful one at that. Um, many people experiencing this, and I pray in this season when you might be feeling that um, you, you might have anxiety over what's happening with 
funds and money and all of that. It's expensive to keep your family right now and to buy food. Everything's gone up. So who do we trust? We trust in the name of the living God. And I pray that he will be your source and your strength. Psalms 93 says, the Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. Indeed, the world is established firm and secure. I think, I think that is a really cool promise. The world is established firm and secure. He is clothed and armed with strength. For us, on our behalf, your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity. When did God begin? We have this theory about the Big Bang. No one can prove it. There was no video running that day. Somehow the cameras were all off. But we do know that God always was. He always will be, never ending. He is the God we can trust. The seas have lifted up, Lord. The seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves. Mightier than the thunder of the great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Um, so I was watching a video just recently about a storm in the ocean. And if you've ever seen that, I mean, those waves are huge. So if you are on a cruise ship that happens to be like in the wrong place at the wrong time, that ocean, that is formidable. Who can control that? Who can stop you know, those waves, who could literally, you know, have any power over the sea in a tumultuous moment. But this is basically saying, mightier than the breakers of the sea, the Lord on high, he is powerful. He is strong. Remember that Jesus is the one that calmed the raging sea. He calmed the storm in a moment when he desired and willed it to be done. We're in a storm right now. And I sure hope that it's not gonna be, you know, a, a bad one for the United States this weekend. But we pray for them and we pray for our own lives that God would be mighty and strong because he is. Have a great weekend. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing. But for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.